Canadians are served an immediate jury duty notice while shopping at the mall. A company hosts a walking on hot coals event that goes wrong. And a man was denied giving blood after refusing to answer if he was pregnant. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. And the only daily weird news podcast recorded inside a hot closet in Los Angeles. <laughs> 50 Canadians were summoned from the mall for immediate jury duty selection. Dozens of Calgarians. Calgarians? How do you pronounce that? Calgarians. <laughs> Citizens of Calgary. Dozens of them were summoned for jury selection immediately during lunch hour at a downtown Calgary mall this week, invoking a very rare procedure imported from England. I've never heard of a procedure like this. In my country, we just ignore the jury duty notices, and then nothing happens. You get another one a couple years later, you throw that one in the trash, right? Isn't that what you do? Because I'll be damned if I'm going to serve my community for $15 a day. You're out of your mind, jury duty. Fifteen dollars a day is what they pay you in Los Angeles, which isn't enough to stay awake. It doesn't even cover the gas to get there, if we're being honest. Why would I do that? Lunch is fifteen dollars. They don't even feed you for jury duty. Oh boy, I avoid it at all costs. Sounds to me like Canadians do as well, which surprises me because Canadians are very upstanding people. Very nice. Seems to me like they would like totally get excited to volunteer for the community. Let's get some more information. Alberta officers issued a total of 50 summonses. Is that proper English? 50 summonses? We're learning how to speak today, guys. 50 summonses of Calgarians <laughs> who happen to be shopping at the core shopping center. Uh, these documents required the recipients to at once go to the Calgary Courts Center a few blocks away. Can you imagine? You're trying to buy a birthday present for your cousin. Next thing you know, someone drops a jury duty notice on you while you're in the checkout line <laughs> and you have to immediately go to jury duty. Hey, can I just get this birthday present? It's my cousin. No, I have to go now. Okay. All right. All right. This would be a, a big surprise. And I don't even know what the penalty would be if you turned it down. What if you just ran away? What would they do? Let's find out. This unusual course of action was enacted after the court realized that the jury pool wasn't large enough for an up upcoming trial as too many jurors were exempted due to several factors. Yeah. This is according to Donna Spainer as a prosecutor in the jury selection. She was at the court on Thursday when all of this went down. She said some of the factors that made people exempt from this particular round of jury duty were uh, summer vacation and the subject matter of the trial. Ooh, what's the subject matter? It does not say what the subject matter was. Uh, but either way, the bench justice issued a summons in order to fill the gap of jurors <laughs> immediately. Couldn't even do it like, I don't know, a couple days out. You had to just go <laughs> interrupt people eating their ice cream at the mall. <laughs> okay, here's a quote from this lady, Spanner. The court clerks and the sheriff went over to the mall and just started handing members of the downtown lunch crowd these summons that required them to attend the courthouse straight away. I can tell you with certainty a number of people whose Thursday afternoon was inconvenienced were not particularly thrilled. Yeah, of course they weren't. 
you know, usually you get a jury duty notice and it's weeks or months out. You can prepare for it. You can tell your employer, hey, man, not going to be able to work that day. Uh, what if these people were on their lunch break and they worked at the mall? Like, I don't know, Cinnabon or one of those high paying jobs. <laughs> and then they have to leave and go to jury duty. <laughs> I mean, this isn't very productive. It's not convenient at all. It's a, it's a damn shame. It's very inconsiderate, in my opinion. Uh, the woman says the justice did a good job of keeping the afternoon as efficient as possible and recognizing the imposition that it had on people. She goes on to say, but looking at it from the perspective of someone who's involved in the system, it really is remarkable that someone accused with an indictable offense can have that much influence on a community. I'm 20 years in and I've not seen this before. Now, this strange procedure to get jurors involved wasn't just made up on the spot. It, it's called talisman, and it was imported to Canada from England. Uh, it's just people being subpoenaed, picked off the streets, brought in to be part of the potential pool of prospective jurors who could be picked for a particular jury immediately. No, no notice necessary, apparently. I, I would hate this. And if... The mall is the place where this usually goes down. I'm avoiding the malls in Canada. I mean, I'm not a citizen, so I don't think I could serve on the jury anyways, but this would make me shop from home for, for sure. <laughs> they say it's rarely used. Yeah, but still, we have a spokesperson for Alberta Justice said that the last time this procedure was enacted was in 1996 in Calgary and then December 2020 in Edmonton. Uh, in that case, 80 potential jurors came to court for jury duty. There weren't enough people to select two juries. The first jury was selected, but the second was short six jurors, so additional people were needed. One to two hours of their day was taken up. Where did they get those, though, does it say? Did you just go to the local gym? <laughs> All right, put those weights down. Come with me. So surprising this happened in Canada and not in the U.S., where we all run away from jury duty. We try to skirt our duty. Can't blame anybody. You know, they say this jury justice system is the most fair because it's a jury of your peers. You know, well, let me tell you something. If I'm on trial, I want people smarter than my peers. I don't trust my peers whatsoever. You're not doing me any favors with my, my life being in the hands of my peers. Trust me. Oh, my peers are in charge of my fate? Those people burning down the forest with their gender reveal parties? Those people? <laughs> Such bright individuals. I'm sure I'm in great hands with my peers. I think we should get rid of this jury of your peers situation altogether, you know, because first of all, my peers are stupid and they, they don't want to be there anyways. Nobody wants to be there. This is why you got to do this, these mall antics. <laughs> Secondly, there's a lot of out of work, smart people. Why don't you give them this job? Let them be, I don't know, full-time jurors or something. <laughs> I know a lot of out of work, really smart people. I don't know. What do you guys think of my idea? I think it's very good. I don't get too many good ideas, but I think this is a good one. Call my show, 646-450-2012. A company event goes wrong as employees walk on hot coals. Great idea. What could possibly go wrong walking on hot coals? More than two dozen employees of a Swiss company were injured while walking in bare feet over hot coals. <laughs> which has become a very popular event at corporate retreats. <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't go on corporate retreats. 
I don't live that corporate lifestyle. I would imagine walking on hot, hot coals at a corporate retreat, not a great idea, but let's learn more. Walking barefoot across hot coals is an ancient religious ritual popularized in recent years as a corporate team-building exercise. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do we have to reenact ancient religious rituals for corporate team building? Why don't you start beheading people too? That's an ancient religious ritual as well. We're doing some team building. We're going to, we're going to behead Larry. That's going to be a nice team building event. And after that, we'll walk on some hot coals and I don't know, kill a tiger with our bare hands like they used to. It's about team building guys. (laughs) Problem solving together. (laughs) So stupid. (sighs) Well, as you can imagine, this team of co-workers walking on hot coals bonded through a shared suffering of their burned feet. This is the latest case of the stunt going wrong. 25 employees of an ad agency were injured Tuesday evening while walking over hot coals in Zurich. Ten ambulances, <laughs> ten ambulances were, were distributed. And two emergency medical teams and police officers from multiple agencies deployed to help out. 13 people were briefly hospitalized. (laughs) Oh, the levels of idiocy. I'm so surprised. We have a quote here from someone named Mr. Frank, who's the chief idiot officer at this Goldbach company. He said, We very much regret this incident. We are doing everything we can to ensure that our employees get well again quickly. The company declined to give any more details about the hot coal walking event. And you don't need to. I think we get it. I'd like to know about the other events. What other bad ideas did you bring to the corporate bonding experience, Mr. Frank? (laughs) Well, we find if we have our employees create something together, that's a big time bonding experience. So we had them make a rap album. Uh, it's uh, it's called "Walk It Like It's Hot." And uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a bad joke. <sighs> okay, back to the article. The sense that walking across burning coals requires a special inner state has motivated its transformation from a mystical spiritual tradition into a capitalist self-improvement project. The practice appears to have emerged separately thousands of years ago as a religious tradition in various places around the world. In Greece, the tradition involves singing, dancing, and firewalking, commemorating the rescue of icons from a burning church. Seemingly unrelated traditions exist also in places such as Fiji, India, Japan, and Bali. The walking on the coals has been a signature group activity, even at popular seminars led by the very famous Tony Robbins. You guys know he's the life coach and motivational speaker. He organizes long lines of people to walk across a short row of burning coals while leading participants in a blood-curdling scream. (laughs) That sounds proper. The purpose of the firewalk, he explained, is just a great metaphor for taking things you once thought were difficult or impossible and showing how quickly you can change these things. Now, of course, sometimes this metaphor gets a little too real. Dozens of of attendees who walked on coals at Tony Robbins' seminars over the years have been injured, some even hospitalized with third-degree burns. Yeah, of course. What is wrong with people for signing up for such crap? Are you okay? Likewise, what's wrong with you if you're a company and you're doing this? Are you... (laughs) In today's corporate climate, where, you know, 
You're being sued if you use the wrong gender pronoun. You're going to have your employees walk on fire now? I mean, are you aware with, with what you could be held liable for? I mean, it just seems like the dumbest decision. And there's a physicist in this story named David Willey that agrees with me. It says uh, he actually has the world record for the longest distance walked on hot coals. Well, this guy probably knows something or two. He says the promises made by corporate retreat organizations are frequently unjustified. They're telling you that it's all in your mind and this will give you powers that will continue. It's not in your mind. Anybody can do it. And I don't think the confidence you get from it is necessarily going to last that long. Mr. Willie says that coals burning at 1,000 degrees are safe to walk on for 20 feet or more, adding that he walked on coals at that temperature for nearly 500 feet without getting a blister. Uh, he says that at, brisk, at a brisk walk, your barefoot comes into contact with coals for just around a second, which is not enough time for heat to be transmitted painfully from coals to the human flesh. Both the coals and skin have vastly lower thermal conductivity than, for instance, metal, he says. But mistakes he says, can lead to injuries, of course. These include curling your toes and trapping a coal between them, walking on coals that are more than a 1,000 degrees, choosing the wrong type of wood could get you in trouble, since some wood gets hotter than others, and performing a firewalk on a beach where your feet might sink into the sand, also a bad idea, he says. Yeah, I think the whole thing should be avoided at corporate retreats. I mean, you're just, the liability issue how could you? How could your lawyers even approve of such an event? I mean, if I'm a lawyer for your company, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have some of the employees walk on coals this weekend. What do you think of that? Uh, no. <laughs> are, you, are you out of your mind? Yay! A man was denied donating his own blood after he refused to answer if he was pregnant. A Scottish man was turned away from a blood donation center because he refused to indicate whether he was pregnant. That's right. Pregnant. A Scottish man named Leslie Sinclair. He's 66 years old and a father of two. Leslie's no stranger to donating blood. He has donated some 125 pints of blood total over five decades. This was before he was barred from his altruistic efforts during a trip Wednesday while they were trying to push for some new blood donors in the area. Sinclair lives in Stirling, which is in central Scotland. He was told to complete a form asking whether he was with child or had been pregnant in the last six months. <laughs> okay, it's probably standard. It's on all of the forms, I'd imagine. This prompted him to reply that the question did not apply to a man in his late 60s. True, I agree. <laughs> Doesn't. <laughs> okay. Here's a quote from Sinclair. I can't do a Scottish accent, and I'm not even going to try. He said, I am angry because I have been giving blood since I was 18 years old. I have regularly gone along giving blood. I'm very happy to do so without any problems whatsoever. I'm happy to help. Sinclair told an employee at the clinic that it was, quote, impossible for him to be pregnant. But he was told that he needed to answer the question in order to give blood that day. He now has no plans on returning to this blood donation center. I told him that was stupid and that if I had to leave, I wouldn't be back. And, and that was it. I got on my bike and I cycled away. <laughs> I got on his bike. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's how you leave with a purpose. Sinclair said that he was not only disappointed, he was angry. Because vulnerable people, including children, are in desperate need of donations at the moment. 
But they've been denied my blood because of the obligation to answer a question that can't possibly be answered. It doesn't apply to me. How can I answer this question? Now, Sinclair's denial came amid a push by the National Health Service last week to bring in more than a million blood donors over the next five years following a a decrease during the pandemic. So the blood donors have been down, yes, because of the pandemic. The Scottish National Blood Transfusion Service has also announced plans to recruit 16,000 new donors in the next year, but anyone who considers giving blood will be asked if they're pregnant, which is a way that they want to promote inclusiveness. (laughs) Okay. There is always a form to fill in, and that's fine. They tend to ask about medical conditions or diseases, and clearly that's because the blood needs to be safe. I know that. I've always filled these out. But this new question about pregnancy threw Mr. Sinclair for a total loop, as well as his wife. He said, she just can't understand it it either. My wife, you know, she doesn't get it. Why would they? Why would I got to I got to answer that? I'm a 66 year old man. They're asking me if I'm pregnant. But the Scottish blood officials say all donors are going to be asked whether they're pregnant. It's part of a duty to promote inclusiveness. They said, we appreciate the support of each and every one of our donor community, and we thank Mr. Sinclair for his commitment over a long number of years. Whilst pregnancy is only a relevant question to those whose biological sex or assigned sex at birth is female, sex assigned at birth is not always visually clear to the staff. There have been some changes in society, and so now we're asking all of the potential donors that the same questions during the appointments, including, you know, whether they're pregnant. It's just what we're doing. There's been changes in the society. Uh, Sure, and I can understand asking someone who, when you look at them, you're not quite sure what they are biologically. I think it's tough to confuse a 66-year-old man for someone who could get pregnant just from the age standpoint. (laughs) And, of course, if you're someone that has been donated over the years, you're already on file. I mean, why make him go through all this? He's already on file. Oh, he's a male. Okay, move it along. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, like, who's winning for me? Who's winning here? Huh? That's what I want to know. Who's winning? Now, you know, I'm not a monster, guys. I want to live in a world of inclusiveness. Of course I do. But not at the cost of stupidity. <laughs> I mean, why do these have to be mutually exclusive things? Can we have inclusiveness, but not stupidity? Because it seems like we haven't gotten by that yet. Like we're at that stage. Well, you've made it all the way to the outro of this episode of the Weird AF News. I'm Paul McCartney. I'm one of the Beatles. All right, that's a bad one. I tried it, guys. I'm trying. I was watching a Beatles documentary. I really, really enjoyed it. Very much so. Any documentaries you guys can recommend me? Just uh, email me or call the show, man. Share. Share your life, man. Funnyjones at gmail.com. The number is 646-450-2012. can send me whatever. I just want to say what's up. Say what's up. Whatever's on your mind. Uh, I want to thank everybody who uh, sent me stories and emails and just said hello over the weekend. I appreciate that. It's nice to feel loved and appreciated. And just so you know, I love and appreciate you as well. Without you, where would we be? We'd have no show. You're the show. I would have, I'd be doing this in a, in a vacuum, as they say. Yeah, no one, no one's listening to it. That's nothing. That's not a show when no one's listening. But because you're here, it's a show. So I appreciate that. Just want to let you know that you're doing your part. Uh, if you would like to help me out, you can spread the spread the word of Weird AF News. Just tell people about it, man. 
Just help me out here. Help me grow the audience. That would be super helpful. You got a social media? Well, you know, tweet me out, man. Come on. It's pretty simple. You tweet out my website, weirdafnews.com. You could tweet out an episode, I think. If you're listening on Spotify, you could share it right to your Instagram stories. Be like, yo, check out this episode of Weird AF News. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a nice break from the mainstream news. Let me tell ya. Let me tell ya. Um, I guess that's about it. I'm, I'm grateful for your time, and I will, so I will make this brief, and we will see you tomorrow.